0: Section 11. In relation with one another. In contact with others. Be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Every association of life calls for the exercise of self control, forbearance, and sympathy. We differ so widely in disposition, habits, education, that our ways of looking at things vary, we judge it differently. Our understanding of truth, our ideas in regard to the conduct of life, are not all in all respects the same. There are not two whose experiences alike in every particular. The trials of one are not the trials of another. The duties that one finds light are to another most difficult and perplexing. So frail, so ignorant, so liable to misconception is human nature that each should be careful in the estimate he places upon another. We little know the bearing of our acts upon the experience of others. What we do or say may seem to us of little moment. When could our eyes be opened, we should see that upon it depended the most important results for good or for evil. Subheading Consideration for Burden-Bearers Many have borne so few burdens, their hearts have known so little real anguish, They have felt so little perplexity and distress on behalf of others that they cannot understand the work of the true burden-bearer. No more capable are they of appreciating his burdens than is the child of understanding the care and toil of his burdened father. The child may wonder at his father's fears and perplexities. These appeared needless to him. But when years of experience shall have been added to his life, when he himself comes to bear its burdens, he will look back upon his father's life and understand that which was once so incomprehensible. Bitter experience has given him knowledge. The work of many a burden-bearer is not understood. His labors are not appreciated until death lays him low. When others take up the burdens he has laid down, and meet the difficulties he encountered, they can understand how his faith and courage were tested. Often then the mistakes they were so quick to censure are lost sight of. Experience teaches them sympathy, God permits men to be placed in positions of responsibility. When they err, he has power to correct or to remove them. We should be careful not to take into our hands the work of judging that belongs to God. The Savior bids us, Judge not, that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Matthew seven one two. 2. Remember that soon your life record will pass in review before God. Remember, too, that he has said, Thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art the judgest, for thou that judgest doest the same things. Romans 2, 1. Subheading, Forbearance and the Wrong. We cannot afford to let our spirit chafe over any real or supposed wrong done to ourselves. Self is the enemy we most need to fear. No form of vice has a more baleful effect upon the character than has human passion not under the control of the Holy Spirit. No other victory we can gain will be so precious as the victory gained over self. We should not allow our feelings to be easily wounded. We are to live not to guard our feelings or our reputation, but to save souls. As we become interested in the salvation of souls, we cease to mind the little differences that so often arise in our association with one another. Whatever others may think of us, it need not disturb our oneness with Christ, the fellowship of the Spirit. What glory is it if, when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if, when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. 1 Peter 2.20 Do not retaliate. So far as you can do so, remove all cause for misapprehension. Avoid the appearance of evil. Do all that lies in your power without the sacrifice of principle to conciliate others. If thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Matthew five twenty three twenty four. 24. If impatient words are spoken to you... Never reply in the same spirit. Remember that a soft answer turneth away wrath. Proverbs 15.1 And there is a wonderful power in silence. Words spoken in reply to one who is angry sometimes serve only to exasperate, but anger met with silence and a tender, forbearing spirit quickly dies away. Under a storm of stinging, fault-finding words, keep the mind stayed upon the word of God let mind and heart be stored with God's promises. If you are ill-treated or wrongfully accused, instead of returning an angry answer, repeat to yourself the precious promises. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans 12:21. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. And He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Psalms 37, 5, 6. There is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Luke 12, 2. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Thou broughtest out into a wealthy place. Psalms 66, 12. We are prone to look to our fellow men for sympathy and uplifting instead of looking to Jesus. In his mercy and faithfulness, God often prevents those in whom we place confidence to fail us in order that we may learn the folly of trusting a man and making flesh our arm. Let us trust fully, humbly, unselfishly in God. He knows the sorrows that we feel to the depths of our being, but which we cannot express. When all things seem dark and unexplainable, Remember the words of Christ. What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. John thirteen seven. Study the history of Joseph and of Daniel. The Lord did not prevent the plottings of men who sought to do them harm, but he caused all these devices to work for good to his servants who amid trial and conflict preserve their faith and loyalty. So long as we are in the world, we shall meet with adverse influences. There will be provocations to test the temper, and it is by meeting these in a right spirit that the Christian graces are developed. If Christ dwells in us, we shall be patient, kind, and forbearing, cheerful amid frets and irritations. Day by day and year by year, we shall conquer self and grow into a noble heroism. This is our allotted task, but it cannot be accomplished without help from Jesus, resolute decision, unwavering purpose, continual watchfulness, and unceasing prayer. Each one has a personal battle to fight. Not even God can make our characters noble or our lives useful unless we become co-workers with Him. Those who decline the struggle lose the strength and joy of victory. We need not keep our record of trials and difficulties, griefs and sorrows. All these things are written in the books, and heaven will take care of them. While we're counting up the disagreeable things, many things that are pleasing to reflect upon are passing from memory, such as the merciful kindness of God surrounding us every moment and the love over which angels marvel that God gave His Son to die for us. If, as workers for Christ, you feel that you have had greater cares and trials than have fallen to the lot of others, remember that to you there is a peace unknown to those who shun these burdens. There is comfort and joy in the service of Christ. Let the world see that life with him is no failure. If you do not feel lighthearted and joyous, do not talk of your feelings. Cast no shadow upon the lives of others. A cold, sunless religion never draws souls to Christ. It drives them away from him into the nets that Satan has spread for the feet of the strain. Instead of thinking of your discouragements, think of the power you can claim in Christ's name. Let your imagination take hold upon things unseen. Let your thoughts be directed to the evidences of the great love of God for you. Faith can endure trial, resist temptation, bear up under disappointment. Jesus lives as our advocate. All is ours that his mediation secures. Think you not that Christ values those who live wholly for him? Think you not that he visits those who, like the beloved John in exile, are forsaken, hard, and trying places? God will not suffer one of his true-hearted workers to be left alone, to struggle against great odds and be overcome. He preserves as a precious jewel every one whose life is hid with Christ in him. Of every such one he says, I will make thee as a signet, for I have chosen thee. Haggai 2.23 Then talk of the promises. Talk of Jesus' willingness to bless. He does not forget us for one brief moment. When, notwithstanding disagreeable circumstances, we rest confidingly in his love and shed ourselves in with him, the sense of his presence will inspire a deep, tranquil joy. Of himself, Christ said, I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. John 8, 29. Cultivate the habit of speaking well of others. Dwell upon the good qualities of those with whom you associate and see as little as possible of their errors and failings. When tempted to complain of what someone has said or done, pray something in that person's life or character. Cultivate thankfulness. Praise God for His wonderful love in giving Christ to die for us. It never pays to think of our grievances. God calls upon us to think of His mercy and His matchless love that we may be inspired with praise. Earnest workers have no time for dwelling upon the faults of others. We cannot afford to live in the husks of others' faults or failings. Evil-speaking is a twofold curse, falling more heavily upon the speaker than upon the hearer. He who scatters the seeds of dissensions and strife reaps in his own soul the deadly fruits. The very act of looking for evil in others develops evil in those who look. By dwelling upon the faults of others, we are changed into the same image. For by beholding Jesus, talking of his love and perfection of character, we become changed into his image. By contemplating the lofty ideal he has placed before us, we shall be uplifted into a pure and holy atmosphere, even the presence of God. When we abide here, there goes forth from us a light that irradiates all who are connected with us. Instead of criticizing and condemning others, say, I must work out my own salvation. If I cooperate with him who desires to save my soul, I must watch myself diligently. I must put away every evil from my life. I must overcome every fault. I must become a new creature in Christ. Then, instead of weakening those who are striving against evil, I can strengthen them by encouraging words. We are too indifferent in regard to one another. Too often we forget that our fellow laborers are in need of strength and cheer. Take care to assure them of your interest and sympathy. Help them by your prayers and let them know that you do it. Ministry of Healing, pages 483 to 493. All who profess to be children of God should bear in mind that as missionaries they will be brought into contact with all classes of minds. There are the refined and the coarse, the humble and the proud, the religious and the skeptical, the educated and the ignorant, the rich and the poor these buried minds cannot be treated alike. Yet all need kindness and sympathy. By mutual contact, our minds should receive polish and refinement. We are dependent upon one another, closely bound together by the ties of human brotherhood. It is through these social relations that Christianity comes in contact with the world. Every man or woman who has received the divine illumination is the shed light on the dark pathway of those who are unacquainted with the better way. Social power, sanctified by the Spirit of Christ, must be improved in bringing souls to the Savior. Christ is not to be hid away in the heart as a coveted treasure, sacred and sweet to be enjoyed solely by the possessor. We are to have Christ in us as a well of water, springing up into everlasting life, refreshing all who come in contact with us. Ministry of Healing, page 496.